This is Under the Dome. On today's episode, we're taking a look at what's happening in North Carolina politics for the week of Monday, April 26th. For the News and Observer, I'm Danielle Battaglia, your host for this week's episode of Under the Dome. This week, there are two bills that are expected to be heard in the Senate. One of them would restrict the governor's ability to make an emergency order that would last indefinitely. Uh, lawmakers were frustrated with Governor Cooper when the COVID-19 pandemic started because, and actually as it's gone through, because he put emergency orders in place that affected businesses and schooling and um, things like that. And there was no expiration or timeline of when those orders would be lifted. So um, this bill seems to be a direct impact on that those decisions that he made. This would allow an emergency order to be made unilaterally by the governor for up to 10 days and then expire if he needs it in place longer than 10 days. He has to get majority majority approval by the Council of State. And beyond 45 days, he would either need to call lawmakers back into session if they aren't already there, or um, have them vote to get a to get a majority vote to extend the um, emergency order any length any longer than that in time. The other bill would prevent a an attorney from issuing a settlement agreement in a lawsuit that involves the General Assembly without the General Assembly's approval. We saw this in the fall when um, there was a there was a um, settlement agreement that that basically changed North Carolina's election laws, and um, there was no authorization from the General Assembly who helps put these rules into place. And so there was a lot of friction and tension because of that. But what everybody wants to know this week is what Governor Cooper is going to say in the state of a state address he is giving Monday night. Um, And um, Don has the full story on that and what to expect from that. So here's Don. So state of the state is Monday night. And it's, you know, it's sort of like the state of the union state version. (laughs) State of the state is where the governor addresses both chambers and um, it usually happens a little earlier in the um, in the year, normal times, and uh, it's kind of you know it, it's a speech, it's a political speech, it's um, it, it tells you a little bit about what their priorities are um, as governor, and it's a chance. A lot of it, it's a ceremony too, you know. Um, but this this year is different, so the thing to be looking for this week would be how I'm interested to see the logistics of it. Um, because it's usually a pretty crowded room. So is everybody going to come? They're all invited, not just both chambers, but the Supreme Court and the Council of State. Um, so just how, how that'll be and how, how Cooper arrives and addresses them and then, and then what he says. And I think that we can, we can predict probably a fair amount of the type of things that Cooper's going to talk about. Um, he's predictable in a lot of his speeches you know, his inauguration speech, what he says. And and I imagine that there will be some about how he and Berger and Moore have actually uh, gotten along better 
uh, this session. If um, those of you that recall the 2019 budget battle that really never ended at all, um, except teachers didn't get raises, which um, was something that wasn't good uh, for anybody that, that supports that. Um, and there are various arguments over, you know, what, what dragged out and everything and why. And um, so I think it might be more of a like come together uh, speech. And they, um, you know, they reached a compromise on schools reopening just uh, this past week. Cooper joined more. Berger wasn't able to be there, but joined Moore and Bell and, and um, other Republicans for this, you know, very much bipartisan um, veterans bill signing. And so, you know, there's been a, a little more of a, a friendliness between all of them. So the tone of his speech, the tone of the rebuttal, which this year is being given by Speaker Moore, will kind of sort of set the stage for what we'll see with budget negotiations and uh, whether or not that's going to be a repeat of last time or, or aspects of it that'll be a repeat or different than last time. So that's that's what I'm looking for. I'll be there in the gallery. It's it, um, it's because it's such a crowd. There's only a few people, so it'll be live streamed, um, and I'll be there. And the and the council of state will actually be in the gallery too. And I believe the Supreme Court. And um, you know, it's it's fun for those of us that like uh, ceremonial stuff and government stuff. So so I'm gonna love it. We'll see. Um, we'll see if there are any surprises. Do you want to stay to the state fun fact? Because I feel like you would love this. Yes, I would definitely. So when Designated Survivor got big on ABC, one of my colleagues and I started wondering, do we have a Designated Survivor in North Carolina and we don't use one? That's what we learned. That's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me with the safety. Goodness gracious. There's probably one. I mean, I'm sure, you know, with the optics of what it, what people that push for more social distancing than others and, and what their concerns are, I would think, you know, they've all been eligible for vaccines for long enough for them to be fully vaccinated, you know, even the two dosers. Um, so we'll see if, you know, some people don't, don't show up in person, you know, intentionally because of any sort of message, you know, around that. So I'm sure there's you know, there's always someone who has a um, excused absence. That's one thing that I always think is funny about the beginning of, of chamber sessions when they like announce who has an excused absence, like you're in school. So. It reminds me of school a lot. Like, mm-hmm. someone's not here. Excuse and the house, that, the so. Pledge of Allegiance is like starting the school day and stuff. And the Senate, you know, no Pledge of Allegiance there. So just saying. <laughs> I feel like you're bitter about that. If they want to bring it back, you know. Well, while we're talking about state of the state and the budget, have you heard anything on the budget? Do we know where that's headed? Because I know we've been in talks for weeks now. Um, yeah. It sounds like senators are behind closed doors just chatting away. Yeah, I don't, I mean, there will, you know, I've asked them like, what should I be looking for? What are the surprises? And, you know, if they told me, then it wouldn't be a surprise. So I don't know if they'll be anything like that um, DHHS headquarters move, which was very controversial for state employees last time and didn't end up happening because, you know, there was no big budget passed. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of it is probably like, what what's the teacher raise pitch amount, you know, and the state employees raise. That's the biggest thing as far as, um, you know, the majority of the tens of thousands of state employees want to want to know about. Um, I, you know, it's not like Medicaid expansion is going to be in there. You know, this is obviously this is coming from Republican led chambers and that's a, a Democrat led issue and Cooper's issue. Um, whether there's some sort of version of that in the budget or anything else, I'm, I don't know. But this is usually around. I was looking at, you know, when I started on this beat, 
it was right around this time, one of the first things I covered was the House Health um, Committee budget. I think it was House, maybe it was Senate. Anyway, um, the budget rollout, which was very much, you know, jumping in the deep end. Um, and that was, it's been, you know, two years now for that time frame. So they're, they're still figuring it out. There's some sort of delay. And I wonder if that is connected to that they all really want to get the budget done this year. So you've got to get everyone at play and agree. And of course, it comes, the budget comes out of the Senate this time and then the House and conference budget and then whatever Cooper says. So um, I think every, everything's a little late this year, right? State of the state is a little late. The budget rollout is a little late. Um, you know, as what, what was Dr. Cohen pitching, you know, last week, the summer's back or whatever. So, I mean, summer's coming no matter what, you know, but as far as, you know, whether or not everyone has to have a, a mask outside and in small groups, it looks like they, they won't. Yay. Yay. That was the good news of the week yeah. of last week. Yeah. So, well, I appreciate you filling us all in. I think you have like the most intense sub beats on our on our uh, team with the budget and the governor and everything else you do so I appreciate you keeping us informed oh yeah glad to, glad to talk <laughs> thanks Daniel for the news and observer I'm Danielle Battaglia here with Don Vaughn thanks for listening see you next time mm-hmm.